Hi there, and welcome to the Natural Beauty Podcast. In this podcast, we share all things natural and beauty, such as natural skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind the scenes stories. I am Satu Makinen, the founder of Both Nordic as well as European Natural Beauty Awards, and I will be your host in diving into these topics. Make sure you click the subscribe or follow button so you won't miss the coming episodes. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Natural Beauty Podcast. Today, I have a very interesting young woman with me in the studio, and that is Linda Joensu. So yeah, Linda is working part-time for the Natural Beauty Directory, Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, and European Natural Beauty Awards. And she has a lot of interesting thoughts about greener world, about natural cosmetics, holistic skincare and all. So let's get into the episode and let's hear what she has to say about beauty. So yeah, this is very exciting to have you on in this Natural Beauty Podcast. Linda, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. (laughs) This is really funny that we are working remote often and very far from each other, but online and here in the recording, we can really connect and and talk with each other as well. And it's amazing to have you also in the podcast because I know you have a lot of thoughts about natural beauty and holistic skincare and all of this. So perhaps we could start a little bit about you. What is your background and thoughts when it comes to all this greener world and everything? Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, To start off in the beginning, I've always had a huge passion for cosmetics since I was very young. But as I grew older, I wanted to bring some sustainability into that as well. And I started being critical about my own consumption. Well, basically our paths crossed, so to speak, on Instagram, where I posted my thoughts about, in general, everything about beauty, but a lot about sustainable and greener beauty. And uh, I also found natural uh, inspiration from uh, your platform so that was I was very impressed (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was really funny well basically Nordic Natural Beauty Awards has been very very interactive platform on Instagram and then you have your own page where you share very interesting topics very much related so it was quite an easy way to start our conversation as well so yeah yes absolutely but um Really, it, what drew me in was the emphasis on natural. I'm a huge advocate for biodiversity and our environment. And I think there's incredible potency in natural products. So uh, I also have a huge passion for snowy winters. And with growing environmental concerns, I just found that we have to do everything in our power to have a greener world. So. This was a perfect mix-up of natural beauty and fun, great, uh, inspirational content creating, but also uh, working for something really important. Mm. I feel like it was kind of a perfect match with us in that sense to to start working together. So yeah, Linda has been where you can see and hear and read Linda, basically. It's the communication side, such as writing blog posts, social media, and perhaps even talking a little bit further going forward. And that's perhaps something quite exciting we can share a little bit about later as well. These blog posts, for example, in the European side that now that we're doing. But I mean, there are a lot of topics that you mentioned. I mean... From saving the winters to natural ingredients to cosmetics to sustainability. I mean, there's still a lot to tackle 
and obviously awards and our other projects that we're also building now. The main idea is to support the change truly. So I don't know if you have some thoughts about all of this, the tackling. Well, absolutely. I, I have, you know me, I have so many thoughts. I'm a terrible <laughs> chatterbox, really. But um, I think it just boils down to uh, availability. I mean, I find the awards to be just an amazing platform and launchpad for all kinds of natural cosmetics. And, you know, the best part is that these brands share these greener values, this strive for a better tomorrow. And uh, all the choices are available and on the internet for everyone to see. And I think that is so important. And we have so many amazing projects here at Nord Natural Beauty Awards. And all of these projects share these core values and ideas about what we want to create for the future. So I think that is something that really drives drives us here. And I think that's what also drives our projects. Mm, exactly. So Nordic Natural Beauty Awards has obviously been the first project that I started in 2020 around COVID times actually and now we've we've been expanding to Europe so European Natural Beauty Awards has grown to be a platform of its own with European makers and then of course we do have other projects coming up where we will never stop creating I think behind this company but uh, we have Peer Accelerator Circle now starting up with the first pilot group and if somebody's excited to hear more about that we did a wonderful interview in the last episode with Andrea we talked all about that so please go check that out as well but definitely the change needs to start from all kinds of corners whether it is consumers and consumers start to be really 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 intelligent these days and asking for different kinds of products but also from the company's side especially bigger companies need to really start to think what they're making and also the makers themselves, whoever is a brand owner or or working in the industry, is also good that they do have the support for their making. So this circle is, for example, created space for that. There's a lot to tackle and and I think shifting the mindset is something that it's still needed in a wide, wide perspective. What is actually luxury and, and high quality? Oh, yes. And we're definitely going to go into that. But I'm just going to quickly add that it's it's really been, you know, about also creating community alongside with creating change and doing what we're passionate about. I mean, obviously, we've had this growth to the European side as well lately. But I think it's also been about just creating more community with the prayer accelerator circle and for all pioneers from all kinds of walks in life. So um, I think that's something that we're really doing. It's kind of been happening on its own as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, community and other people, when you share thoughts and topics and excitement, of course, that kind of fuels, fuels different kind of change as well. But yeah, the change will happen through many different kinds of ways. I mean, education is a big part because, I mean, let's be honest, how many people actually know what skincare is about and how our skin is made and how it functions? Very very few people also education actually to share what's in our products why we use our products all these kind of questions are important to bring to everyone's attention and of course like legislation as well is quite important within Europe we of course have quite a tight legislation already what comes to cosmetics US I know very little so you can see also in different parts of the world things happen in a different pace but that is also important that 
the power also comes from the law side and the government side to show what's okay and what's not, right? Absolutely. But I think there's also a push from the public in this area. I mean, I'm, we're seeing this growing trend all the time with the greener choices. I mean, we have to appeal to the wider audiences, but I, I feel often the wider appearance, the wider public is appealing to us. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you talked to mention education, but I think that people are also really open to learning more. I mean, we're rediscovering what skincare means and we're redefining the uh, meaning of well you mentioned luxury so uh, why do we use certain products and uh, what kind of products do we want to have and uh, I think that legislation and everything is going to come along as we push for change and uh, a new normal really but um, I'm thinking about this luxury because you mentioned legislation and you know that the single-use cutlery has been banned in some European products and that has been like a part of, like a normal part of our day. But nowadays there's more thinking about the aspect of appreciating resources. I think that is so closely knit to luxury because it's been a luxury to be able to, I don't know, buy these single-use things and not think about the impact, but now we're really changing it to thinking about the processes that are happening while the things are made, while our products are made and the quality of ingredients. I, um, I think this is fascinating. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you go back in the days, 80s, 90s, having more stuff and buying more, also using these single-use things and everything, that was the thought of luxury. That was the concept of luxury. Exactly, yes. But now I, you can see, we all can see that this is changing really and actually that is becoming more of the the not so good way to see and yeah it's often goes through peer pressure through what is actually fashionable trendy those always go hand in hand but people are really waking up to think differently and uh, the media all the I mean social media and everything shows different kinds of things what's happening at in the world at the moment so Yes, you said it so well about the fast consumption of single-use things being the luxury before, but now it's changing. I can really see this change. And I'm also myself thinking about that, okay, I want to appreciate the process. I want to appreciate the resources. I want those who are making the products being there every step of the way, making sure that everything is made with the best quality. And... um, it's not okay anymore to have these low prices at the cost of huge environmental destruction or unethical business practices. Luxury nowadays is about making fair products for everyone. And sometimes I think also that simple things are the most luxurious and the most beautiful. And simplicity and luxury are completely not mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. which was maybe more of the trend before. Yeah, and I have to say, obviously, when I was starting to make the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards in 2020, we were very much in, we were living in another world. Then COVID hit and people started to think kind of what we've done in the world. How is my everyday life? Because things changed straight away. I mean, you couldn't go out, you couldn't do your usual running from one thing to another. So I could see a lot of the topics come out about 
how do I actually take care of myself, whether it's food or internal or then external with skincare, or how do I take care of my family or how do I live in this? How do I live in this world? So those topics really came out. And I think that was one part that it was such a good timing for the awards to come out as a community when people were looking for looking for different kinds of options and better options. And since the beginning, I've had the thought that definitely natural, more gentle, kinder in all ways, whether it comes to fairness and sustainable sourcing, natural ingredients, everything. That is the true and real luxury. And we've kind of lost with it that it's something bling or something that costs much or has a certain brand name. We've always been thinking that these are the luxury items, let's say in the past uh, 100 years or so. And that starts to shift a little bit, but it's a whole concept that needs to change. What is actually luxury? It's not necessarily a private jet flight, is it? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> That might feel luxurious in certain way, but perhaps when we find a different fuel, when we find that it's not harming anyone, then it will feel luxurious again because the feeling of luxury has has shifted a little bit. Absolutely. And you know, you talked about COVID and uh, the start of your journey was during COVID. And I think that during that time, well, no matter how awful it was for all of us, it was a time about rethinking and having a pause in your life. As you mentioned, not just running around from one place to another. But this, is, this was a time where people started sharing their stories. And uh, I mean, you're a pioneer yourself. But also <laughs> we have a lot of other pioneers who started talking about what drives them in their production or um, why have they chosen to maybe think a little bit differently about luxury or what do they define as important. And mm. I think through these stories, we're making a change because I have been so inspired by so many of the stories where you have this idea that, okay, maybe the luxury isn't that private jet. Maybe luxury is creating something uh, with a story and a purpose and uh, something that will be, as you said, kinder and gentler for everyone, including the environment. And, um, you know, really sharing these stories helps everyone become more inspired and inspired and raise the standards together. I just firmly believe that by spreading these stories, we're inspiring like-minded into pioneership. And uh, this is a trend that can go all over the world and just help us all think differently about what we thought was normal before. Mm, absolutely. And there's so many interesting stories and very inspiring stories behind the brand owners of the products that are within the awards, for example. And this podcast is obviously built for those stories. So if you want to go back in the previous episodes and stay tuned for upcoming episodes with the fresh nominees from this year, there will be some exciting stories for sure for sure to share. And some of these people have been doing this for 20, 30 years, even when definitely green wasn't trendy. So it's it's very interesting to always talk with these people and, and see their perspective. Of course, there's some a little bit newer entrepreneurs as well, but they they have had these values and thoughts also before, whether it just manifested now as a brand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, always, it's so funny that you said that because, I mean, I think I consider myself of being like the younger generation 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the generation where it's trendy to be environmentally conscious and it's cool to think about these kind of big environmental issues. But I have to say, like, props to all of those who did it before it was cool and probably had to put up with a lot of crap, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it wasn't something that was encouraged generally and uh, it was also kind of labeled as something uh, weird or too hippie, but I think these have been the real pioneers who have been doing the groundwork for the rest of us. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a huge difference in age in the end but we have lived a little bit in different eras what comes to this I think I mean I was a child in the 90s when it was all about buying Spice Girl cards and everything possible (laughs) that you could have and the world was very different so green values wasn't in the core of thinking and definitely now lately I mean you're already an adult but (laughs) the past 10 years for example have been such a change what comes to organic food industry or 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 natural cosmetics. Absolutely, but it's I find it so hilarious because, you know, when I think about my childhood, it's maybe not that different, you know. Okay, you had Spice Girls, but <laughs> I had Lady Gaga and Avril Lavigne, and it was all about the newest, like the phones had just arrived with the touch screens, and that was like a new thing. Yeah. But then again, fast forward into me being a teen, You know, then suddenly I was protesting with my friends in front of Parliament for, you know, the Fridays for Future with Greta Thunberg. And suddenly we're there. (laughs) And most of the people who I knew were there. So it has been like a generational movement. And whereas for you, it has maybe been more of a like perhaps a, a lonelier fight in the sense that it hasn't been like a generational move. Whereas for me, everyone I know is involved in this. Yeah, it's hard to really say. I mean, obviously, there's a difference. You had Greta Thunberg and it was already a worldwide movement. So yes, there's a difference. When I was a teenager, I wanted to become a vegetarian. And that was a hell of a deal to try to get that through with my parents or with the school and everything. And now, obviously, there are options. So yeah, it was a different kind of era. But it's great to see that things go into this way. And they've shifted a lot within, let's say, 10 years or so. So that's amazing. Absolutely. But I also think that if we're still considering generational differences, that maybe my generation has a more sinister look on ways and of course is very worried as well as I am. And um, individuals are like doing their part, so to speak, with recycling and reducing consumption. But I also think that it's about this intergenerational cooperation that we're really getting somewhere because now we're meeting at this point where we have the same goal and the same cause and uh, we're together advocating for the change we want to see and the change we want to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's why it's amazing to have the conversation and have the contact through and between different generations. So you can see kind of the different points of view where things are coming from and what has happened before so that we can we can tackle the change and of course the change is different across the globe so depending where you're based it can look very different whether you live in a metropolitan city or on the countryside things may look very different for you but yeah it's very interesting to see and and especially it's funny to think that cosmetics is perhaps one of the last industries to tackle 
you think about fashion or food, I mean, these topics have been there for quite a long time. And still cosmetics is kind of the industry that people are still not thinking about it the same way as mm. uh, like if we talk talk about the big audience, the grand majority, it's still kind of a new issue for a lot of people. So it's really funny to see that many other other industries have been doing this for quite a long time. And this is kind of the last last industry to to see the shift. Yes, the last obstacle to be tackled, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to be beautiful, right? All these things that women especially has been have been made to believe since 100 years more or less so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes well of course but I also I mean you are right the cosmetics industry is one of the last ones to so to speak fall or to finally adapt to change but it's also as you said women use cosmetics a lot more and uh, obviously beauty standards have been around but there are there are also a lot of female entrepreneurs and um, open-minded beauty entrepreneurs who are making the change and I think this is again where our generations meet because those who have been 20 years before my generation and have been concerned about these things they have been creating already for 10 or 20 years and now today we're seeing the new fruits of this work we're seeing these brands that are really considering so many different options they're thinking about fair and local production and they're thinking about the packaging they're thinking about how we can make products available and which natural ingredients we can use and not just a few natural ingredients but a hundred percent natural ingredients so i think even though this is the so-called so to speak the last big obstacle or the the last castle that needs to be taken down in a final <laughs> battle of change I think this is the one where it's gonna go pretty fast and it's already mm. happening super fast I mean mm. if we also if we take a look at the wi wider public and or the wider audience and the mainstream cosmetics refills are already starting to arrive so it's not anymore about if it's gonna happen it's when the change is happening and uh, it's already going on so uh, mm. I think we can really see that it's getting some speed right now. Mm. Absolutely. And you see also when the bigger players are changing their their products and their way of making, mm. then you know that the change is already there. But yeah, definitely, I think it's the whole industry has taken a step to another level in a way that we're not only thinking about how to make it a little bit more natural, but people are really coming up with new innovations going towards circular economy, zero waste, oh, yes, not yes. using water in the products and thinking less is more, local production, fair production, shipping alternatives, packaging or absolutely no packaging as well. There's so many topics that are raising and sometimes it feels it may be tricky to try to do a perfect product these days, but that's the fascinating part I feel that there's always new things you can think about. And I'm just excited to start seeing all these options coming out there. And there's so many of them being born these days. So it's definitely interesting time to be alive. Oh, yes. And, you know, I get inspired, like every new innovation I see, every new thing that's taking us 
to another step in the right direction. That is, that is just so inspiring and it's really driving me forward. People are considering, as you said, how much water should be used, how much weight should there be in a product if it's shipped around and all of these things. And that also shows how little these issues have gotten attention in the past, but it's also showing like the potential we have in this area. And I don't think we should, we shouldn't strive to be perfect, but we should obviously enthusiastically take every action we can and just strive to be better and better. And we're really seeing that. So I think that with every new solution we come up with, we're again several steps closer to just a better, more sustainable tomorrow and a more green natural tomorrow. And I think that's great. Mm. Well said, I think. We've done quite a package there. <laughs> yeah. There are so many interesting topics that we could continue this until tomorrow for sure. But I would like to mention a few official things. So the registration for the European Natural Beauty Awards as well as Nordic Natural Beauty Awards is still open. And we're recording this in April 2023. So if it's still the springtime or close to summer, you can still jump on board. And we would love to see new brands, new innovations, new incredible natural products in the award. So definitely check the awards out. The European version you can find at europeannaturalbeautyawards.com and Nordic's then nordicnaturalbeautyawards.com. And I would love to welcome you all to join the conversation also on our social media channels. So on Instagram, we're the most active and also in LinkedIn. And you find us very simply at European Natural Beauty Awards, Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, and then on LinkedIn at Natural Beauty Directory. So join there and hope to have very interesting conversations in the near times. Thank you so much for coming to the Natural Beauty Podcast as a guest. And you will, of course, keep hearing Linda on our Instagram, perhaps here on podcast even. And if anybody has any questions in Swedish, it will be Linda to answer you. But thank you once again and we'll see you again. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Natural Beauty Podcast. Make sure you have subscribed or you follow the podcast so you won't miss the coming episodes. If you know someone that would love to know more about the subjects that we discuss in this podcast, please share this episode. We will keep sharing all things natural and beauty, such as natural skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-the-scenes stories. Join the conversation on our social media channels, on Instagram and Facebook at European Natural Beauty Awards and at Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, as well as on LinkedIn at Natural Beauty Directory. Until next week, bye-bye!